0: Because this is the age of information, <clears throat> I don't think it's just because of that, but I think that's definitely one of the things that lends lends to people's beliefs about God, because everybody you know, we all think we know what's going on, we all think we know what's best and. That may be true in some cases. There's cases where people have studied their Bible and they know. They know what the truth is because they've went to the source. The problem is we have a large number of people that don't get their information from the source. They get secondhand information passed down through four or five people. And some of this stuff may or may not be exactly what it is. So today, we're going to get into a little bit of this. Let's do it. In the book of Psalms, I'm going to read chapter 50. I'm going to read the whole chapter. The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof out of zion the perfection of beauty god hath shined our god shall come and shall not keep silence a fire shall devour before him and it shall and it shall be very tempestuous around uh, about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have, uh, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness. For God is judge himself, Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel. I will testify against thee, I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor goats out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Be uh, but unto the wicked, God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? Seeing thou hatest instruction, and castest my words behind thee, when thou sawest a thief, then thou consentest with him, and hast been partaker with, uh, with adulterers, Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother, and slanderest thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and kept silence. Uh, and I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such an one as thyself. But I will reprove thee, and set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, ye that uh, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be no one to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show. The salvation of god so i wanted to read that whole chapter i'm not gonna go verse by verse but there was some thoughts in here that i wanted to discuss because you know people have their own thoughts of who god is and 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 uh different things concerning god that are actually false there is and i'm sure it's always been this way there's a crowd who believes when when they think of god they and i've said this before they only consider one attribute of god without considering the fact that god is 100% all of his attributes at all times so one of the mistakes that believers make and i'm going to try to help you out here because this is a very dire mistake And this will get you in a lot of trouble. And this will cost you a lot in your life if you do not fix and correct this issue. And we find this in verse um, four and six. So the Bible says he shall call to uh, to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that hath made covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Selah. You notice he's gathering his people to be judged? See, there's a, there's a crazy misconception, and there is a crowd today that believes because salvation is eternal you can live however you want and do whatever you want now there's there's two problems with that there's there's a twofold problem one if as a believer i thought for a moment now this let me help you understand this does not mean that there can't be a moment in your life where you do something you have no business doing that's not what i'm saying and I'm not saying that believers can't sin, but if you are under the impression that, oh, I'm saved so I can just go live how I want now, I would question whether you honestly got saved. And the reason I offered the caveat before I said that is I'm not saying you, you can't ever sin after getting saved. That's ridiculous. But if you have no desire to do what God desires for you to do. And you just want to go out and do whatever you want and you're cool with that? Mm. Yeah, I would really question whether you actually believe the gospel or not. Maybe you know the gospel, you have a head knowledge of what the gospel is, but I would really question whether you actually believe it. But for those of us who are saved, um, we definitely need to have the correct, the correct vision as far as what, what the Bible says about God's saints and judgment. In the book of Hebrews, I'm going to read um, chapter 12, verses 1 through verse 8. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, of our, and finisher me, of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him, for whom the Lord loveth, he scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. So what the Bible is showing here is, If you are a professing believer, that is your profession, right? That is what you say you are. And you can go live continually in sin however you want. Do whatever you want and you're good. And there is no judgment from God on you. God doesn't deal with you at all in any way. The Bible says... You're bastards and not son. A bastard is a fatherless child. Means I means you're no, you're no child of God. If you can live however you want and there's no judgment on you. And the reason, the reason I said, I, I, I wanted to, to help correct some people and, 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 and help you out. I'm telling you from experience, God will deal with his saints. You do not want to be on the receiving end of that. It is not. It, it. Trust me when I tell you. Disobedience to God does not end how you think it's going to end. It doesn't end well. In uh, Hebrews chapter 10. um, The Bible gives a very, very, very aggressive warning. Let's put it that way. Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 26-31 through 31. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law Died without mercy under two or three witnesses, of how much, um, of how much sore punishment? Suppose ye, shall he uh, be thought worthy, who hath trodden under foot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing? He hath done despite unto the spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth to me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. And this is the very aggressive warning. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And I've seen in some commentaries that there's dispute, um, whether this is talking to people who have believed the gospel or, or contrasting, uh, people who are lost. And I'm fully convinced this is actually talking to believers because of what's said. Um, one of the things that said in verse 29, uh, the Bible says "Wherefore, okay. So yeah, the tail end of verse: Who hath trodden under foot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified? So this person was sanctified by the blood of the covenant, and and this is talking about the new covenant, of course, uh, the covenant that the Lord Jesus Christ brought in when he shed his blood on the cross. And furthermore, at the end of verse thirty, the Bible says, "The Lord shall judge." his people you see there is this misconception and i'm not exactly sure where it came from and that's why i said make sure you get your information from the source i think there's many people that are under the impression that god won't judge his people you are sadly mistaken if that's what you think god will most definitely judge his people as i said trust me i speak from experience you will not escape this just because you're saved um let's go back to psalm 50 another thing um so i'm not going to read all of the verses over again but in verse 14 and 15 so before 14 and 15 god was talking about you know he owns everything all of this is his the earth is his and in this i believe he's showing so this was the time during animal sacrifices and i believe in these verses he was showing people that unless you think that that these sacrifices are for me they are for me but not in the way you're thinking i don't need this stuff what I desire is your obedience. That is what God deserves, your obedience. But in verse um, 14 and 15, we find out what really gets to the heart of God. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the most high and call upon me in the day of trouble and i will deliver deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me um in the book of hebrews again we're gonna go back there book of hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 the bible makes a very interesting comment um i'll start in verse uh verse 14 um For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. When I read that verse, that verse brings me Um, it, it, my, it it makes me mindful of someone, a man whom I respect highly. It's a Bible figure that I respect highly. This is a book that I'm sure all of you know, all of you have heard of when anybody has problems, they go to the book of Job. But here's the thing about having problems and going to the book of Job that, I don't see many people focus on. So Job chapter 1, you know the story. Job lost everything in a span of, of minutes. Is his, his cattle, you know, a guy came to him and was telling him what happened to his cattle. And as he was speaking... And in every verse, the Bible says, as he yet spake, someone else came. So he was getting bad news. As that person was giving him bad news, another person was coming right behind that with more bad news before that person even finished. At the end of all this, Job lost everything in a span of minutes. And at the end of all of this, listen to what Job does. I'm talking about, I got a lot of respect for Job. Then Job arose and rent his mantle, and shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground, and worshipped, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly one of the things that that and I and I've had to come to grips with this in my life at at, you know various times people are under this under this assumption that that God is going to do all of these things and give you everything you want and it's all going to be good so you can praise him No, sometime it's going to be bad also so you can praise God in those times as well. So you can offer to God that sacrifice of praise from your mouth to the most high God of heaven and earth who deserves all praise, all honor and all glory. No matter what's going on, my whole life could fall apart. God still deserves praise misconceptions. People are under this misconception that everything is going to go right because God wants me to praise him. So everything's going to go right. Yes, God wants you to praise him. That is for sure. But that does not mean everything is going to go right. And the praise means even more when you can come to the point where you can fall on your knees and praise God when everything goes wrong. That's when it gets real. I don't, I'm not saying I want things to go wrong. Do not even mince my words. I don't want things to go wrong. But oftentimes, that's when the sweetest praise comes. Another thing, and this is, this is more dealing with people who are not saved. Many people are under this impression that because life has gone on, as it always has, that God is not going to judge sin, that everything is okay because nothing has happened to them. In verse uh, 21 of Psalm 50, the Bible says, These things hast thou done, and I kept silence, talking to the wicked. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such an one as thyself. Because right? there's many people in the world that conflate their emotions, the way they see things and the way they approach things with God. You are not God. But I will reprove thee and set them in order in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, yea, uh, now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear. Thee in pieces, and there be none to deliver thee. The reason that some people have been allowed to do certain things and get away with certain things and not have anything happen to them, is because God is giving you space and time to repent. God in his infinite mercy is giving space and time to repent. Don't get it twisted and think because nothing has happened that this is how it's going to be. And, oh, I can just do whatever, anything I want. You know, I have free will. So God's okay with it. No, do not get it confused. Do not confuse God's mercy for lack of judgment. Just some things that was on my mind today as I was reading through the book of Psalms. Nothing crazy, but there's definitely a lot. There's a lot of ideologies going on right now, and I'm noticing it a a lot as I, I, you know, I read a lot of articles. I, I scour the Internet, doing research, watching videos, reading articles. And when I see what people say about God, it dawns on me that. These people really have never, it's clear, and I'm I'm not saying this to be boastful. I'm saying it because it's clear from the things they say. I'm like, yo, these people have never picked up a Bible and actually read to see, you know, who God really is. They don't know. They got this second and third hand information and they think it's accurate and it's not do not, be, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. God will judge his people. And God will judge the wicked as well. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.